0: After publishing his biography of John Le Carré in 2015, Adam Sisman has returned to the subject. One of the greatest novelists of the 20th century, Le Carré, whose real name is David Cornwell, died in 2020. The former spy turned author did not want his many love affairs in the 2015 biography, which Adam Sisman calls the truth, but not the whole truth. Adam's new book, The Secret Life of John Le Carré, identifies 11 women he had affairs with while he was married to his wife, Jane Cornwell. And Adam Sissman writes that Le Carre's pursuit of women was a key to unlock his fiction. To discuss further, we welcome Adam Sissman from Bristol. Good evening to you. Uh,
1: good uh, evening to you. <laughs> or good morning, I should say.
0: There you go. Either works. Either works. Um,
1: I could say your weather sounds as bad as ours, <laughs> but even worse.
0: Our, our biggest city, Auckland, has had a... Um, a miserable run for a very long time now, Adam, and the whole country, yes, has had a bit of a thrashing. Let's talk Sorry about, about your subject and, and finally getting to complete the story. He kept a lid on his infidelities, David Cornwall slash John le Carre, uh, kept a lid on them becoming public when he was alive. But shortly after his death and not long after that of his widow, Jane, the first public outing came. And this was a memoir by one of his many lovers. She features in in your book. Um, But what is extraordinary is the the ability for him to silence everyone. Can you explain a bit more about what you and others have been through?
1: Um, Well, I'm not sure I can explain exactly what others have been through. Um, There are limits to my research. But I I would say... um, uh, it's it's a it's a funny business writing a biography of a living person, and you have to take into account not only their feelings but the feelings of the people immediately around them, um, their their, their husband or wife, their children, and so on. And uh, as soon as you get to know somebody, you you become involved with them in some way or other. You start up a personal relationship. So there were limits to. What I could write, and uh, as as you quoted at the beginning, uh, the book that I published in his lifetime was the truth as far as I could tell it, but it wasn't the whole truth. And uh, not only has there been, after his death, this memoir, the the kiss and tell memoir by one of his mistresses, but also a volume of letters edited by one of his sons, which. Uh, revealed um, a couple of other affairs, and and one, in fact, that I hadn't known about. Um, uh, So the cat is fully out of the bag, and uh, I thought it was important to um, add this kind of uh, postscript to the book that uh, I published in his lifetime, because I think it's not just a matter of uh, gossip. I think these affairs really played an important part in his writing.
0: His sons actually wanted this information out now too, didn't they?
1: Yes, they say that their sort of public stance is that everything relevant to um, uh, David's writing, John, our father's writing, um, uh, should be known.
0: Just before we get into the the, the detail of the information and and your hypotheses on on what it tells us about him, I am keen though, to reflect on the fact that I think you came across Sue Dawson some years ago because you knew there'd been a legal threat against her publishing this. So various machinations were sort of brought to bear <laughs> to try and prevent this, at least while he and while Jane were alive. But he was very serious about it, Adam.
1: Yes, I came across not only Sue Dawson, who published her memoir under the the, the, the pseudonym Sue Leica Dawson, um, but various other mistresses. In fact, it seemed to me at one stage that wherever I went, uh, I mean, I went out to lunch uh, not far from here uh, uh, with some friends in the country near Bath one Sunday lunch. And uh, some other guests there said, oh, we know someone who had an affair with John McCary. So uh, and then late one night at a party here in Bristol, I met somebody. We were just chatting and talked about books and then he said, oh, a friend of mine's mother had an affair with John McHenry and so on and so on and so on. Um, I mean, what became clear was that this was um, a very full-time activity as far as he was concerned and it did make me wonder whether it distracted him from his writing. But I came to the conclusion in the end that it was just the opposite, that he, he, he needed the kind of thrill and the jeopardy of a clandestine affair in order to fuel his writing. Without it, he just he felt flat and, and unstimulated.
0: Look, it would play into things like the travel he would do globally for research, and perhaps, in fact, a new lens can be brought across some of that travel, Adam.
1: That's certainly true, yes. I mean, he... Um, uh he, he arranged his travel um to suit his whoever he was involved with at the time. Um and um sometimes it was quite blatant. But he, you know, it was all done in secret. Um uh he didn't tell his wife about it, didn't tell anyone about it. And um he tried to deny it uh, throughout. Uh, the strange thing was that it wasn't really as far as I can see about the relationship itself, about the sex or or, or 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 the love, it was about the conquest and about the seduction. And as soon as the women concerned or so it seemed, had succumbed, he started to cool off pretty rapidly um, and although he had previously been saying, "Come to me, my life, my my marriage is a sham, um, we'll live together, we'll have children together, et etc et etc. Um, pretty soon he was not returning their phone calls.
0: Let's look at some of them because, uh, some of the affairs that is, because there's a real diversity in in where and how this would happen and, and how it would start. And again, starting with Sue Laker or, or, or Sue Dawson, I think she had been working on um, or abridging books um, for audio. Uh, exactly, and, and it, yes,
1: she was there was a boom in audiobooks at the time when she met him um, they were the, the new thing just as sort of podcasts are now and uh, um, this was at the time which um, I think your your listeners will remember um, the BBC television series with Alec Guinness of uh, Tinker well the older ones will anyway <laughs> uh, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy and Smiley's People which were shown all around the world and were so successful and uh, um, those were being adapted for audiobooks and, and he he read these books himself um, rather unusually most authors are not very good at reading their books but but John le Carre was extremely good at it and uh, the person employed by the studio to uh, to do the adaptation was was uh, a young woman who he took a fancy to and in pretty soon they were um, sharing a bed together.
0: And indeed that affair would be rekindled some years later.
1: Uh, yes, they. they um, it, it, it lasted about uh, eighteen months, uh, um, and then they broke it off. Um, but uh, I can't now remember. But something like thirteen years later, she met him again at a. Um, he was giving a talk in London, and uh, she she bought a book and came up for him to sign, and uh, um, she slipped her telephone number. Uh, to him while he was signing the book and uh, it started all over again, but it didn't last very long. When did it begin? That was perhaps one of the more... Sorry. Finish your thought. Yes, go ahead, Adam. Well, I was going to say that was one of the more sort of conventional affairs, you might say, but I mean, one of the most extraordinary was with a woman in Los Angeles, Susan Anderson, uh, which which began when she wrote him a fan letter Um, and he replied and then uh, a correspondence started which rapidly became intimate and in in a very short time within about three or four letters um uh they were exchanging love letters really and uh this continued for about a year before they met in fact he didn't even realize that she was a woman of color at the beginning she rather tactfully sent him a photograph of herself um uh to just make this clear and uh, they didn't meet and and then they for all that time but by by you know it, during that uh, period he was already talking about running off with her and that she was the one and she would be you know that she would be the woman to uh, stimulate him to start writing again um they spent a weekend together and they talked about seeing each other again but in fact they never did they just spent one weekend together in 2 years
0: was this the pattern that sometimes these women would get him writing again in inverted commas, that the interaction would prov- prove to be some kind of stimulus?
1: It seems to have been what he said at any rate. Um, uh, how, Of course, it's very difficult to assess how much that was his chat-up line, if you like, um, uh, and how much it was really true. I think it was partly true. I think he did need that that kind of... As I say, thrill and and the, the the odd thing about it was that he used in these affairs all the kind of trade craft that he'd learnt as a spy. So he used codes, dead letter boxes, cutouts, um, all 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 all, the, all that stuff that he'd been trained in and then been writing about. He brought to his affairs. So he was in a way kind of playing at being a spy, though he'd long since retired from uh, from MI six.
0: It is interesting that it begins after the success of the first book. It appears it begins from the book after the success of his first hit novel uh, and before the second Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy some years away following on from the spy who came in from the cold. And again, look, the the reasons that people have affairs are as innumerable as the stars, aren't they, really? But if you were working on a thesis, um, is that a good place to start?
1: I think a good place to start is his childhood. He had the most extraordinary childhood. Uh, His father was a uh, a, a serial con man um, who spent two terms in prison. Half the time they lived like millionaires and half the time they lived like the children of a convict. Um, uh, And his mother left the family home when he was only five and his brother was only seven. And he didn't see her again for the rest of his boyhood. So he had this really weird childhood with this um, evil father um, and no mother. And I think it really distorted his attitudes to women. He, he, He felt that women couldn't be trusted, would always leave you, would always let you down. And his technique was to seduce women and then to abandon them before they could abandon you. That was his theory of life, if you like.
0: It's an extraordinary range. Uh, there's a drama student from the United States. He pays her return fare after she miscarries his child. He sleeps with his secretary and then picks up contents 30 years later to try and stop, we are told, uh, an effort that she might have to speak to a biographer. Um, is it is it almost compulsive, do you think, the behaviour, almost pathological? Yeah
1: yes and i think it's it's not i mean the women that i've written about here i'm sure are there are at, the, at least as many again probably three or four times as many um I, and he continued well into his old age um the last woman i know about he was in, that he was involved with was almost 50 years younger than him um uh, and she she said to me quite openly that although she had been married that her relationship with David was the most important in her life. Um, I don't think it was the most important in his life, sadly, but um, uh, that's what she felt. He had this enormous power to seduce, and, and in a way he did it to everybody. In a way he did it to me and to, to, to everyone he encountered. He, he had to make you love him so that he could then reject you.
0: Adam Sissman is our guest. His book, The Secret Life of John le Carré, it is about le Carré's affairs, David Cornwall's affairs. It follows an earlier 2015 biography of the writer by Adam Sisman. You're listening to Nine to Noon on RNZ National. And that leads us really to your experience of working with him. I think you got the gig simply by writing to him. And this is another thing. He he seems to read his fan mail, uh, Adam, and he, he seems to read the pictures because you wrote to him expressing interest. And that was where this began. Yes.
1: Yes. I mean, I, I, I'm not I'm... – Slightly a jab at your term "fan mail." No, I, no, no. I, I was referring him, so...
0: to the. I was referring to the earlier lover who was a
1: was fan mail. Oh yes, mail. yes. Yeah, okay, big okay fair enough. <laughs> no, I mean I. I am a fan. I. I. I, I uh, one reason why I wrote the biography was because I'm a great admirer of his work, and I think he's a really major, serious novelist, as you said in your introduction. I think you're quite right. Um, uh and I, I I wouldn't have wanted to write it if I didn't think so highly of him as a, as a novelist unfortunately, I found that as a as a person he was damaged and flawed in fact uh, sue Dawson said to me i think rather perceptibly those to whom, whom damage is has been done do damage in return and he did damage he did damage people terribly and and some of these women some of the women recovered they uh, 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 but some of them their lives were really ruined. Um, uh, and uh, I and and it, I keep on finding more. I mean, I I went to a 60th birthday party here in Bristol a few weeks ago, and I found myself talking to a woman who asked me about what you know what what I did and so on. And so I mentioned this book, and she said, "Oh, we've got a family friend. Her life was ruined by John McCarry.
0: Your experience of working with him. There's a scene, I think, where you get up, uh, get set up in his house, and you're going through old papers, and there is David suddenly looming over you. I I think this is the first biography you've done of a living person, Uh, and can you just speak a little bit more to that dynamic uh, and and the need of the writer to stay true to the facts as they can and true to their interpretation of the facts but the way he would charm, as you say, and the way you found yourself interacting with him.
1: Yes, well, I mean, he was an extraordinarily charming person. That's another thing that one should make clear. I mean, when you were in his company and when he wanted to make you feel good, I i, I don't think I've ever met anyone like that. Um, uh, but I, he could turn on a sixpence and suddenly go cold, as I think he did with many of these women. Um, And I had to pinch myself and remind myself that we weren't really friends and that when it was all over, you would lose interest. And in fact, he did cool on the book quite rapidly when he found out that I wasn't going to just write down what he told me, but I was determined for it to be independent, as indeed we had agreed at the beginning. We agreed it would be an arm's length book and it would be warts and all. At one stage, he said, I think rather amusingly, I know it's supposed to be warts and all, Adam, but it seems to be all warts and no all. <laughs> um, but that's uh, he, he he got increasingly grumpy, and indeed more than grumpy, I think anxious about the book. And at one stage, he he even seemed to hint that he had, you know, that it was causing him to contemplate uh, suicide. And I, at that stage, I thought this is completely out of control. I mean, here I am doing a job. Writing about somebody whose work I admire greatly, and he's, you know, uh, 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 he's he's talking about um, 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 the possibility of killing himself. He he, I, I felt completely uh, at sea at that point, and 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 really worried myself. Um, and it wasn't really until his eldest son Simon uh, intervened and and acted as a kind of intermediary. Um, he came to visit me here at my home in Bristol and we spent a day together and he said, keep a secret annex of material that you can't publish in David's lifetime and and that secret annex is is the, the core of the new book.
0: What of Jane, uh, his wife, and so thorough, a part of his editing process and running his business affairs. I think she was a correspondent to you on the manuscript of the 2015 biography. What do we know of her? sufferance of this
1: well i felt extremely sorry for jane um uh i she's clear that she was uncomfortable with the idea of a biography but and, that, and i quickly realized why she was so uncomfortable because it would inevitably go to areas that she didn't want to go to um you could say that she had had some kind of understanding with david at the start but it's clear that a lot of this made her extremely unhappy and i don't know if she how much she knew she certainly knew some of it the most extraordinary moment for me came when david arranged for me to have a private session with jane to discuss this very, very subject and he he welcomed me to his house and then ushered me into a, 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 a room with jane and then left us on our own while he went for a walk on hampstead Heath. And I don't know which, whether which of us felt the most uncomfortable. I, I certainly felt extremely uncomfortable, and Jane, I think, was, was embarrassed, and 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 she she produced a, a kind of some stilted lines that had clearly been rehearsed. And I felt we were like two puppets being manipulated by the man walking on the heath. It was it was perhaps the worst, the lowest moment for me of writing the book.
0: One wonders about the future of biography in an age where. Everyone can curate, it seems, their brand online, run their brand online. Uh, And the the true discipline, uh, the true ruthlessness in some ways of the honest biographer and the ruthlessness of honesty it requires of the subject, do you fear for its future?
1: I think a, a biography will have to adapt. I fear for its future for one very obvious reason, which is that people don't write letters anymore. Um, and, of course, they write emails and other kinds of messages on you know, Instagram or, or whatever it is, but but um, those are not so um, revealing, perhaps, or considered. Um, people used to write letters and they often used to express their innermost or deepest feelings in those letters, or sometimes they did, and often writers did in particular. So that's going to be a problem in the future. Um, I won't be around to face it, but but biographers will. But I think that biography will find a way. I, uh, and although people are curating their images, and uh, just as you say, of course we sometimes the mask slips, and we see the real person. And and here, for example, we've had some rather shocking examples of that um, um, in recent times, where well-known celebrities like um, uh, uh, Jimmy Savile or Rolf Harris or, or Russell Brand have been revealed to be rather different from what was expected um uh or Harvey Epstein for example uh, uh, um, uh, who knows you know what the uh, the truth is um and and people um and I think I think that people will always be interested in other people um particularly people who do extraordinary things and while they are, I think there there will be a, um, an interest in biography.
0: A final observation, you actually wrote a book about James Boswell and his attempts to write the biography of his mentor, Samuel Johnson. Uh, David Cornwell, not a, a mentor as such to you, uh, but you did have a relationship. Uh, it, it, it's interesting that you'd previously written about the complications of the biographer and subject.
1: Well, that's shrewd of you to notice that that was the first great biography, and indeed all those kind of biographical problems that I and other biographers faced were faced by by Boswell uh, two hundred and fifty years ago um it, it It's a very useful kind of uh, testing ground for so much so many biographical, biographical problems even today.
0: Adam, thank you, Adam Sisman. The latest book is The Secret Life of John le Carré. It is specifically about the affairs of David Cornwell, the writer. It's the material that could not be used earlier in Sisman's biography of le Carré of 2015.